Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of your favourite podcast, Here Make This. The podcast jam-packed full of explosive ideas by two guys too lazy to bring them to reality. Each week we discuss, debate, and critique unique ideas for products, services, movies, and TV shows, from the downright absurd to the mildly plausible. Each episode we sketch our ideas and discuss their merits whilst attempting to justify why someone else should create them. My name is Matthew Larko Larkin, and with me as always is Andrew Jackers Jackman. If you want to join in on the fun, you'll find all the sketches for the episode and others on social media at Here Make This. Welcome, Jackers. Larko, episode one. Episode one, numero uno. This is exciting. It's exciting. So talk me through the setup that we've got here. Well... For those listeners that actually listened to the trailer episode, mm. they would know exactly what's going on. So we don't need to explain really, do we? No, but I suppose hypothetically for anybody who thoughtlessly, selfishly skipped over the introduction episode and have no idea what this is all about, um, we find ourselves now in your garage. So Okay. So for all those lazy fucks yeah. that just jumped in. Yeah. Well, you know what? I do that sometimes with podcasts too. Me too. Fuck the trailer. So just give it to me straight. Give it to me. So I gave you a sketchbook. Yep. And I said to you what? Draw a sketch of an idea that you have for a product or a service or, you know, an idea that you have for basically some sort of invention type thing that doesn't exist and that we would then propose those ideas to each other without showing each other first. That's a bit of a surprise and talk through the logistics of that idea and how they could be applied in the real world to benefit us, basically. Yeah. And then take a photo of that sketch and we'll put it up on the socials and business to so that people can see what we're talking about. Rather us just describing it and people having no fucking idea what Correct. we're talking about. Absolutely. Probably be good if they could see what it is that yeah. we're talking about. Absolutely. But we'll do our best to describe them. Oh, for sure. As well. For sure. But And uh, we'll critique them. We'll critique. We will run them through the ringer. Yep. We will verbally road test them, if you will. Get to, a road test to them. pick holes yep. at each other's ideas, if there are any. We'll run them up the flagpole. See if anyone salutes. We'll um, put them out the back door and see if the cat laps them up. <laughs> Did that uh, surmise the concept fairly well? I think that, that pretty much covers it, yeah. I think we should uh, potentially look at our first products. Okay. You can go first. Okay. Are you nervous? I am a little bit. Actually, before <laughs> I got an idea. Before you jump in. Yes. Um, I would like to take a guess. So this this is going to go down in the history of our our podcast, yeah. like episode one. And everyone's going to refer back to this the next couple of minutes. Yeah, it's like a debut album. This is like the debut album. Yeah. Here's my prediction for your ideas. And I want you to give me your prediction for what my ideas are going to be like, okay? <laughs> okay, this is going to be hurtful. No, it's not going to be hurtful. <laughs> my prediction is that your ideas are going to be very creative because you are ver- you're a very creative person. For Thank you very much. Listeners um, that don't know the uh, skills and experience of one Matthew Larko Larkin sitting opposite me here, he is a very talented musician. Thank you very much. You have been in a number of uh, uh, moderately, actually mediocre bands. <laughs> With small to medium success. Small to medium. I'll give you that. Small to medium success. He's played the Gershwin Room here at uh, the SB Hotel people in in Melbourne. Yes, a couple of times. And uh, you're a regular gigger and you are a very creative person. You're good at uh, voiceovers and jokes and you're you're the highlight of the party. Thanks, mate. That's lovely for you to say that. So I think your ideas are going to be highly creative. Yes, I also think that your uh, your ideas are going to benefit you. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yes, fair. Fair? Fair. I think that luckily I'm a man of the people and there's going to be a lot of people that will also go, that is great and I also could benefit from that. I agree. But your immediate thinking process was... I'm going to guess for at least half of your ideas, 
that you looked around your world mm-hmm. and you went, that thing over there shits me off. Here's an idea that's going to solve that to make my life easier or better. Indeed. And then the secondary benefit of that is that others, as you say, would share the same thoughts and therefore benefit from it. Yep. Is that a fair fair guess? Yeah, that's a very fair guess. At I least half of your ideas will be I like I think that. you've summed it up beautifully. I thought you were going to say something more along the lines of uh, that most of my ideas will have something to do with food <laughs> or or large boobs. Well, that was what the other 50% was going to be, I think. Yes. Is, is that true? Probably. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. All right. What about what do you reckon my ideas? Right. Well, we we share a lot of the same interests. We both uh, like a lot of the same movies, TVs, and music. Um, but I think that you're a, quite a, a thinker. You're an analytical person. You like to get into the detail. So I think that you'll have a lot of great ideas that will benefit you and benefit like-minded people, so I'll be on board with a lot of these ideas for certain. Mm-hmm. But I think that your ideas will be super-duper fleshed out with a lot of thought that's gone into it. Mine, maybe not so much. So your ideas, you've just jumped in without thinking through the whole thing, and my ideas, I've fleshed it out to the point where I've maybe written a business plan and I'm yeah. right on the verge of making this you thing happen. You literally make it, really. <laughs> so I reckon there's that. I also think that you're much more au fait with technological things, mm-hmm. so potentially some of your stuff might lean towards that and it'll be um, very clever. I reckon there's some pretty good guesses there, Larko. And that also gives our listeners a little bit of an insight as to us as people. Yeah. Because people don't know who the fuck we are. No, that's right. Well, they might know who you are because you're a mediocre music. Uh, <laughs> what was it? What did you say? Small to, small to medium small, successful. Small to mediumly successful musician. Absolutely. Whereas I'm a nobody. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a conversation for another time. All right. Andrew. Right. Let's jump into it. Okay, so let me paint you a picture, Andrew. I, like all of us, enjoy going out for a, a meal. You do. Mm. It's been one of the tough things through the whole Melbourne lockdown that we've all faced where cafes and restaurants and bars and business mm. have all been closed and we can't uh, go anywhere to have a, a nice meal out. I like cooking. I'm a big fan of uh, food and getting in there and, and getting in the kitchen, but there's nothing better than going out, you know, on a Sunday morning with a couple of mates and uh, and getting a delicious big breakfast, for example. Maybe you've had a couple of drinks the night before. Yeah. What's your go-to? Uh, well, this is a bit weird, um, but I don't eat eggs. No, you don't eat No. So I tend to get the big breakfast, hold the eggs, which comes with a free look of what the fuck mm. from the waitress that's yeah. taking my order. I've seen that. Everybody goes, what? You don't eat eggs? What? Why don't you eat eggs, by the way? Just the taste. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the taste, to be honest. Yeah, okay. They're, they're a bit eggy. <laughs> no one ever says, oh, my God, that tastes like eggs. Yeah. Do they? No, they don't. I mean, the classic one is, oh, this tastes like chicken. That's right. What does ostrich taste like? Oh, it tastes like chicken. What does snake taste like? It tastes it like tastes chicken. A little bit like chicken. A little kind of fishy, but a little what bit is, chicken. What does crocodile taste like? It tastes oh, like chicken. Oh, yeah. You know what doesn't taste like chicken? What? Eggs. <laughs> so I'm not a fan, but what I am a fan of, Andrew Jackman, is condiments. Oh, you better believe it. I've seen your condiment collection. Man. I love condiments. And you are always one to introduce new condiments as well, which I love mm. because I've always got my go-tos mm-hmm. and I love it. You introduced me to uh, chutney. Yeah. I wasn't a big chutney. I'd tasted chutney before, but I wasn't a big chutney person. Yep. And then a few years ago you gave me some delicious chutney and ever since then I've been into my chutneys. You love your chutney. I love my chutneys. Love the chutney. And 
I don't know. Maybe it's because I've got uh, English heritage on my mum's side, and and you spent many years living in London, and you know we've both uh, caught up over there and whatever. And when you go to a pub or a breakfast place in London, there will be a selection of condiments available on the table. On the table. So there's your brown sauce, oh, yeah. tomato sauce. There's uh, vinegar. There's all that business there in front of you. And quite often, I find. When you go to a, a, a cafe, you know, a little street cafe somewhere and you order your breakfast, there's no condiments that come with. Well, yeah, or you've got to ask for them. You've got to ask for them. And sometimes they're not available. There's certainly the classic brown sauce. You know, there's not many places that have them and there's not many places that maybe have a, a delicious chutney. You can get tomato sauce. I'm not going to have tomato sauce on, um, you know, bacon and eggs, whatever. Yeah. Um, some people do and power to them. Yeah. But sometimes the chef might crack the shits because you've asked for tomato sauce. It's a bit of an insult. Mm, changing the flavour profile of Indeed. his dish. Insulting. But, but condiments. Like you open up my fridge and one door shelving is chockers full of refrigerated condiments. And then if you pop into the pantry, we've got a whole shelf dedicated to condiments. I've got every type of condiment you could possibly want. So what I want to be able to do is be able to go to your restaurant or mm-hmm. your cafe, yeah. bar, whatever the case may be, and if for whatever reason that particular establishment does not provide the perfect condiment that you want with your food, that you're well sorted. Oh. So ladies and gentlemen, here, make this. What have you drawn? The condiment belt. So yeah, now, give me a sketchbook here. Okay. So, oh, I see. So it's a bit of a. Can can I just jump in very quickly? Yes. It's a bit of a Batman utility belt. It's exactly that. It is a Batman utility style belt. Yep. With uh, several interchangeable containers, receptacles, if you will. Yep. Each one is properly sealed, so that you can top it up with mayonnaise or aioli, or hot sauce, brown sauce. So you can sauce, cover all of your bases before you go your, out. Before you go out. So you go, you, you whack your belt on. Yep. you got your little containers and you go, well, I'm going to need a little bit of brown sauce just in case we're, you know, having a bit of bacon. Yep. I'm going to need some mayo mm-hmm. in case there's some kind of sandwich or maybe chips if I'm going Belgium style. Yes. Um, I've got a bit of hot sauce, which... Put, Put that shit on everything. <laughs> salt and pepper or? No, I think salt and pepper is usually on the table. That's sh- the thing that you don't have to worry assume about. Assume that's there. Assume yeah. that's there. I mean, look, so you, you could do it if you wanted to. That's the thing. You can put any type of condiment you want in there yeah. and you can mix it up. You can put whatever you like in and there. all bases covered. And oh. and you won't look like a dickhead wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? No. No, I'm going to make it look – it's going to be fashionable. I'm going to make it uh, – suggest that it can come in a, a range of colours uh, for his and hers. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I would need to probably get a little bit more um, – you know, get the uh, the team – what do you call the team where they, uh, you know, row test and test. We got rid of that team. Yeah, we did. So it's you and me basically doing that now. Yes. <laughs> the We – because some of these condiments might need slight refrigeration. Ah, uh, yeah. So you need some kind of yeah, like a refrigerator. Yeah, like a battery powered uh, um, chilling unit. Ah, uh, yeah. I can see you've made some notes there. I have. Yeah. Battery powered refrigeration. Yep. Yep. So look, I've got some tomato sauce, barbecue sauce, aioli, mustard jackers. I mean, there's four different types of mustard that you could put on your belt straight away. Seeded, English. American. Dijon. Dijon. That's it, <laughs> that's, really. That's, that's all mustard's covered. That's it, pretty Actually, much. Australian mustard, have you tried that? No, is that good? Mm. You know how you get the Master Foods ones with the red cap? Yep. Get yourself some of the Australian mustard. Really? Not too hot. Yep. It's kind of sweet. Ooh. See, the, you're supposed to be the condiment guy here, Larko. You've got me. You're supposed that's to be the fantastic. bloke that knows this stuff. Chutneys. Chutneys. Yep. Vinegar. A bit of brown vinegar on your chippies, very English. And what's this belt made of? Like when you – is it stylish or does it look a bit geeky or what? I imagine that it would be a probably a black belt. Yep. Like a karate guy. 
Um, it would be, I would suggest, a good two and a half inches wide. Yeah. And remember those um, little canisters that uh, we used to put film in back in the days when uh, cameras took yes. film? Yep. Each canister would be approximately that size, okay. I'd say. Yeah. Because that's it's just enough. Just enough. Just enough for a, a bit of a dollop, of a bit of a dollop on each. You know, you're going at bacon, there it is, done. Yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't hawk this thing around with you all the time, obviously, because, you know, you'd get it's all sticky and fly-blown. and Yeah. So it's one meal, got get home, rinse out your belt. <laughs> when you're going out next time, right, wallet, keys, phone, okay, condiment belt. Condiment belt. Where are we going for breakfast, guys? Ooh, condiment belt. Condiment belt. Whack it on. You could also own multiple belts. So we're going to upsell you here. You okay. could own multiple belts for various meals. Yes. So you've got your breakfast belt. Yep. Um, and then you could have your uh, your supper belt yep. that you take out with you. Would you take it to the pub after you'd been out for dinner, do you reckon? I think so. I think I want it to be non-obtrusive, if that's a word. So I don't want you to be sitting there as if, you know, like the police have got belts and they've got mace on it and handcuffs yeah. and all that, and that would must be quite heavy and, and cumbersome to wear. So I want it to be sort of lightweight so that you can sit there and be quite comfortable and then literally, hey, how are you going? And, uh, da, oh, here comes the food. Here it is. Lovely. Boop. Pop it off. Bit of that. Whack it back in. Happy days. Do you think you would share your condiments with other people that you went out with or you'd just be like, fuck off, uh, get your own? I would be very inclined to to definitely do that because I can imagine that people would be uh, always relying on Larco to bring the condiments. Yeah, see, you know, one of the problems with that then, you become the condiment guy. That's right. And so therefore people only rely on me to do it. So potentially um, that could cause issues. It could. It'll fuck up your ratios big time. Yeah. When you're eating a meal, you have your kind of sauce to – to meal ratio, you want to, you want to you want to try and keep it even. Like I'm big on my steak and my barbecue sauce. Yep. Make sure you get to that last bit of steak. You're eating that last bit of sauce. Yeah, you got your condiment belt. All of a sudden, you've given six people condiments. They're gonna fuck up your ratios. That's it. No, that's exactly right. I don't know how that works because you know maybe you could call them ahead of time, and then I'll just pack it accordingly. Top up. That's yeah. fair enough. But it, it, it will. Or you could have more. Um, you could have more condiments in the car. True. Like just take the bottles with you, but top up the belt that's as you go. A, that, that's actually a really good idea. That's a little bit like the condiment belt is the, uh, the like the product, but then there's the home base type product that you can Ooh. bring. It's like you know, He Man, Master of the Universe figures. But you also get Castle Grayskull to fucking put them in. That is weird. <laughs> you like that? So it's all part of the what's what's the word ecosystem? Yep, it's, it's like Apple. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna lock you into the. Have you got a name for this thing, by the way? The condiment belt. The, we're gonna lock you into the condiment belt ecosystem. Yep. So you'll have the condiment belt itself yep. in various styles and colours mm-hmm. for males and females, depending on what you need. You will have the condiment car carrier in case you need to top up because your friends are scumming condiments off you at the restaurant. You would have the condiment uh, belt cleaning, some kind of cleaning apparatus at home. Yeah, I think so. I think that would work well. You could have the, the, you know, the condiment belt um, outdoor edition (laughs) that comes with additional uh, utensils. Really see this taken off. Yeah. You could have the condiment belt army edition. Oh. Because you know how the army dudes are always carrying around rations and everything's yep. kind of pint sized to last them a week in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, definitely. Well, yeah, you could have like the camping edition. So, camping edition. People wear them out uh, camping. So, hiking edition. Hiking. Exactly right. On the free, go. Free, uh, free climbing edition. You know how those blokes are climbing up, you know, Yosemite and. Yeah, that's and they've right. got they got the chalk bag. Yep, with just the belt itself is condiment belt. Absolutely, because you get hungry. It's hours that they've they're got to eat, mate. Scaling Yosemite, they've got to eat. They want to stop and have a ham and cheese butty, <laughs> <laughs> and get a little bit of Dijon on there. 
you know, you know we're, we're not cavemen. I mean, you know, have a little bit of condiment on your sandwich. Yep. It's the spice of life, Jackers. I think that uh, it's a winner. What do you I think? think? I think um, I think you're on a winner. I, f- I don't feel as though we have kind of run it up the flagpole quite enough just yet, though. Yeah. I reckon there may be a few logistical issues with it. Certainly with your idea of it being somewhat battery-powered, mm. I think is going to be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. But you could just start off small. Yeah, that's it. Small scale and then build up to the refrigerated or heated versions. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if the technology existed that it's sort of self-isolating. The container itself is self-isolating, so it retains somewhat of its temperature. Ah, uh, like a flask. Yeah. Like a vacuum flask. Exactly right. So maybe we could look mm. into that, send that to the lab. Yep. <laughs> Send it down to Q. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's what we need, a Q. We need a Q. If you'd, if you'd let me keep the research and development department, like, hey, we could have had that by now, but no. I don't think so. We scale back. Um, I don't have any issues whatsoever with uh, with fashion and style. I think it's just going to go with anything. It's I mean, no good. one is going to look at you twice wearing this thing at the pub or at the restaurant. Not at all. At all. Uh, only with... Eyes of green, envious eyes of, oh, man, that guy's got a condiment belt. First of all, he's got quick access <laughs> to a delicious arrangement of condiments and he looks awesome. So, yeah, no problems in the style department. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think you're going to struggle to find a buckle that big. We'd have to manufacture that. Okay. Maybe there's the opportunity there to have a cool logo that would go on there. I've, I've in the picture that we'll share online uh, in a moment. It's a, a big C. <laughs> C for condiments. Condiment. <laughs> yes, right. I was referring to you. No, okay, a lucky C. A big lucky C because he's got plenty of C to spread on his <laughs> delicious C dinner. over there. Yes, he's got it sorted. So buckle could be a little bit of a challenge for you too, but. I don't think that there's anything there in your idea, Larko, that is going to hold us back from um, from posting this online and doing nothing with it. I agree. I think we just uh, we put it out there to the people and see what they say. But so you're on board. You think it's a good idea? I think it's a good idea. One caution though. I kind of wonder if maybe it already exists. And I think this is going to be a problem we might have with some of our ideas. Yeah, I think you're right. That we're not the only idiots on the planet, that there will be other idiots who get drunk mm-hmm. and talk to their friends about stupid ideas. Maybe they don't have a podcast, mm-hmm. but I think there's going to be a few of our ideas that might already exist and I reckon that could be one of them. But that's okay because I don't think that that should stop us no. from drawing our ideas and talking about them. And I actually think that even if the ideas do exist, maybe some of our listeners and followers on the socials can point that out to us. And maybe you and I can buy some and test them out, road test and compare them to our criteria. Exactly right. So I think every idea has an asterisk next to it. And that asterisk is, well, if this idea actually already exists... Well, let's just see if it's any good. And if it is, we'll put the cue back in the rack and we'll move on to the next one. It's um, it's perfect for our podcast. We don't have to do anything. No. We just <laughs> let other people do it. I love it. So I was pretty happy with that one. That was number one for me. I like it. Thank you. The condiment belt, Matthew Larkin. Hey? Well done. Thank you very much. One of the things I think we need to come up with, though, is some kind of rating system, which we haven't spoken about at all. No. And I came up with a couple of ideas. Yep. Actually, and no, I only came up with one idea. Yeah. Um, as you know, uh, you've introed the podcast suggesting that our ideas are explosive. Yep. Which could mean which could have double meaning, really. Yes. Could mean that they are worth <laughs> blowing up, or they are just. Fucking fantastic! Yep, boom. And the uh, the logo that we've uh, we've had drawn is incorporated a explosion into it. Correct. So I thought that maybe we could follow that theme 
and maybe we could use some sound effects. I like it. To judge each other's um, ideas. So I am going to give your idea, idea number one, episode number one, I am going to rate it. Explosive. Fantastic. Thank you very much. That means a lot. Would you like to hear the other sound effects? Yeah, please. So I think we're going to have a few ideas that are okay. Yep. Not quite explosive. Yeah, not all of them are going to be like the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) And um, some of them will still have a little bit of sparkle, a little bit of sizzle. Yep. Um, And so... I guess, um, what do we call this? A level two idea? Level two. Level two would be... Still good. Oh, fantastic. Firecrackers. Firecrackers. Going off like a firecracker. Yeah, I like that. So that doesn't mean it's bad. No. It's okay. Yep. Maybe needs to be fleshed out a little bit. Like it. Very good. Um, it, yeah. It, there's still a little bit of an explosion there. It sparkles in the sky, but it's short-lived. Yeah. And kind of leaves you maybe wanting more. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But still good. Still good. Still good. Um, uh, Level three. Sparkler. Yeah, sparkler. Yeah. Kind of a bit of a fizzer. Bit of a fizzer. Lasts for seconds. Could get third-degree burns if you hold the wrong end. (laughs) Something you'd give the kids and tell them to fuck off and go and run away into the backyard during New Year's Eve or whatever. It's try like, not to set fire to something. Yeah, try not to. A little bit dangerous maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of wasteful. Yep. Um, disposable. Yep. And you kind of throw it away at the end and yep. maybe forget about it. Have a Go back to the drawing board potentially with that one. Correct. Yeah. Because it could become a firecracker. Yeah, Absolutely. It? Absolutely. Like you tape enough sparklers together, <laughs> eventually you'll, yeah. you'll end up with an explosion. Yeah. It wouldn't be very safe, but you, you might end up with an explosion. I like it. Okay. And then for the completely dud ideas, which just have no fizz or sparkle whatsoever. Crickets. Crickets. Yep. I'll give you crickets. I don't think that we're going to get many of those because I just got a good feeling about this. Your confidence is high. Confidence is so high that uh, I think that we're going to be getting quite a lot of explosions. A lot of explosions. Here in the the garage. Now, let me ask you this, though. Mm. Who do you think makes the call on uh, how the idea is rated? Is it a joint decision or do you rate my ideas and I rate yours? How does this work? Yeah, I think that I rate yours, you rate mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. You trust me to rate yours? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's it's another perspective. And I might have been living with this idea for too long. Yeah. And maybe um, I am being a little bit too narrow focused that it's literally going to only benefit me maybe once and just needs a bit more work. Yeah. So sometimes you might be looking at things through your rose colored Glasses and mm-hmm. Andrew Jackman steps in and says, oh, not quite sure about that one. Like Absolutely. That. Supportive, but constructive. Constructive, but <laughs> supportive. Okay. All right. Well, I think your condiment belt is a fabulous idea. Thank you very <clears throat> much. I'm hoping that the idea doesn't exist out there. At yes. All. And that uh, if it does, someone buys a condiment belt and sends it to us, mm-hmm. maybe. That would be great. We'll put all of the details on the socials, etc., on the website, and uh, and let's see. Do you know what I th- I think, Larko? Because I'm a practical person. And I love to make things. Yeah. And we're sitting here in, in my garage right now, surrounded by. I mean, this is quite the quite the man cave here. Yeah. Surrounded by. Uh, tools and uh, what do you su- call me? <laughs> supplies. Yep. Um, and a lot, a lot of unfinished projects in this garage. To let's be honest. Yes. There's a lot of stuff here that hasn't been finished over the years, but I am going to find it exceptionally difficult 
not to want to make some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm really going to have to be quite restrained, I think. Because that's not the point of the podcast. That's not the point. No. The point is we're just throwing these out there. Yep. We're letting the listeners decide, you know, what they'll do with them. Yeah. I mean, we still own the ideas, really, because yes. we're, we're outlining them to our audience. But I'm going to find it very difficult. I'm just uh, interested, um, Jack, as in terms of the setup that we have here, uh, we are now in your garage with a computer and two microphones. This is quite a big step back from what you had originally set up. The office space. You said to scale back. Uh, yes, I did. I kind of feel like you might have gone a bit harsh. What is the office space gone? Well, I spent all that time during lockdown putting together the office. Yes. Fitting it out. Hiring all of the people, buying the studio equipment, testing it. Uh, hiring Janet, the, the EA. I love Janet. Getting the breakfast bar together. Roger, the brand consultant. Oh, he yeah. was really good. The social media team, marketing team, post-production, uh, music, all of that stuff. And then I brought you into the office. Mm. We recorded the trailer and you cracked the shits. Let's be honest. You cracked yep. the shits. No, fair play. Fair play. Uh, because you didn't want to pay half of you know, all of the costs that we were incurring. Yes. Seemed a bit excessive. I didn't think so because I wanted to produce a quality podcast. Yeah. And I I associate quality with good people, good equipment and good processes. We're going to have to go ahead and agree to disagree on that. But uh, Well, you called me out on it, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I did. And I'm sorry. I, I, I do apologise for me raising my voice. But I'm just now looking around and thinking, what happened? So the office space gone? Gone. Furniture? Sold. The employees? Uh, all fired. Some of them got the redundancy, so I'll need you to chip in to cover that. But right. the vast majority, yep, I let go. The room full of monkey writers? Well, that was interesting. So I hired them, as you know, last, because we kind of ran out of money. Yep. Um. So they were hired last, but they were first to go. And it was quite easy. I just opened the door and they, they fucked off. <laughs> Interesting. Actually, I think I saw that on the news. So uh, what else? The music and the production office? Oh, well, they didn't even want to be here in the end. They thought it was going to be a shit podcast. Really? They, well, they told me honestly when I let them go that they, they didn't actually believe in the concept. So Okay. Well, good riddance to them. Pretty straightforward. Uh, so the recording studio? Two words. eBay. Okay. The post-production editing suite? Well, that one, uh, that was a little bit of a lie. That that didn't actually exist. I just made that up to look more impressive. Well, it was. It was. So that, that worked. Yeah. But anyway, no harm. Uh, what about Roger, the brand consultant? That was a tough meeting. Yeah. He was very, uh, very emotional. Lots of emotion um, there. He, he um, like I know we have to cut costs. Larko, but that was one of the toughest things I've had to do. Fair enough. Um, so I gave him a fairly decent um, severance package, but yes, he, Roger, has gone. What about the uh, the free breakfast bar? He gave that away to charity. Ah, uh, disappointed about that, to be honest. You said you didn't want to pay the 50% of that. You said scale back. I did. I did, and I'm, and I'm eating those words whereas I'd rather be eating a delicious Danish pastry. But never mind, I think it was a good decision Yeah. overall. Well, it was pretty costly in the end. There is some good news, Larko. Oh, talk me through it. Um, do you remember Janet, the EA? Yes. Has, yes, I do. Janet, um, she was lovely. Janet still comes in uh, twice a week. Excellent. She's not here right now, um, so you'll have to get your own coffee. But she'll come in and sweep the garage and just tidy up a little bit, put okay. some of the tools away and things like that. So... I know you said to scale back, but I have kept just just Janet. Okay. Is that okay? Yep. I think we all need to compromise in this situation. I think you've gone a little bit heavy-handed. The breakfast bar is definitely something I am going to miss now in hindsight. But uh, it is what it is, and I, we're going to have to make do. We will. Um, keep it simple. And um, I think we can still produce a quality podcast without all of that stuff. Well, it's going to be a lot more effort. Yes. And 
I've already told you I'm not doing the socials. Yes. I'm not interested in that. So I'm happy to hand over all those logins to you. No probs. Hand over the Kenny logins to me and I'll... I've still got my own Facebook account, but I plan on deleting that. The amount of fucking friend requests that you get when you join Facebook. That's what I was... Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely. It is... Fucking ridiculous. Out of the woodwork. And I haven't accepted anyone's friends request. Oh, actually, I reached Not out. Not even to- mine. No. <laughs> this is awkward. I was still testing whether we're friends or not. <laughs> okay. It's only been 20 years. All right. I'm still yeah. putting you through your paces. But how am I supposed to like your activity? Just tell you. Yeah, like in the old days. <laughs> yeah, I like old- you, Andrew. Yeah. Let's be friends. <laughs> Social media. Andrew's not a big fan, ladies and gentlemen, as you can probably gather, but um, it's a necessary evil in a way uh, to get the word out there, the word on the street, yeah. so that there's a visual component to the show that people then can go and check out. And have I told you yet that you're in charge of it? Many, many times. Okay. So we're, clear we're, we're crystal clear on that. Very good. No problems at all. I'll help out with the website though. Like I'm happy to do that. Beautiful. I don't mind that. That's, that's in my wheelhouse. Absolutely. I think we're uh, we're pretty well set up then. I think so. Do you remember uh, when you were growing up that many charitable organisations would run charity events? Mm. And um, let's just throw out some examples. I mean, some of our international listeners... Uh, of our podcast won't know what these are, but we can explain them. The MS Readathon mm-hmm. back in primary school, yep. which was for uh, raising money for sufferers of multiple sclerosis. Yep, good cause. In which the kids would run around the neighbourhood trying to get donations from um, their neighbours for reading books. Yep. Remember it well. A lot of unread books, to be honest. <laughs> so you, you you just took the money and. Yeah. Didn't read the book? No. Lied. Lied. Did you read any books? I might have started. I might have got through the uh, the table of contents so- <laughs> and uh, and packed it in. So mum and dad were going to offer you a dollar per book and yeah. then you would just go, yeah, I read seven books. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So that's a good example. Yeah, that's a great read. example. You have to read, but Larko just cut, you cut corners. Yeah, I did. Of course. Um. The Jump Rope for Heart. Do you remember yep. that one? I do. I, uh, do. I can't remember the charity. But it, uh, oh, the Heart Foundation. Uh, they were a hit band in the 70s, weren't they? <laughs> Nancy Wilson, Barracuda. Is that why we were jumping rope for them? Were we? Yeah. Or the tag team wrestlers, the Heart Foundation. <laughs> or the ice cream. <laughs> the I- Jump Rope for the, the Heart Ice Cream. The heart Ice Cream. <laughs> No, it was the Heart Foundation, the, the good, heart good Foundation. cause, very good cause. And that was, of course, uh, skipping. Yeah. And what was that one based? Was that for how long you could skip for or was it like there was a set time you had to just keep skipping for? Until you had a massive coronary and required the services of the Heart Foundation. <laughs> I think that was... It's quite ironic. Yeah, really. I think that was what it was. So as soon as you could smell burnt toast and your left arm was hurting... Then you'd you stopped. <laughs> you stopped. <laughs> right. Is that what it, what happens when you have a heart attack? You can smell burnt toast, or is that something else? Oh. Or is that or when is that you a ha- stroke? That's when you're having a stroke. Could be a stroke. Okay, sorry. But again, a lot of effort. A lot of effort on that one. Yeah, I used to skip the skipping part of that uh, <laughs> particular challenge. <laughs> I'm kind of sensing that you're a little bit lazy with some of these charities. Yes, you were. Well, you know, my heart was in it. Pardon the pun. I, I was. Uh, I was definitely, you know, I'm, I'm all about the good causes. Yeah. But there was a lot of effort required, you know, that one. And I think I know where you're going with this, but uh, keep going. Yep. Um, can you think of any others? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there's run for the kids. Oh, yeah. Fun runs, run for this, run for that. Uh, I just thought of another one. There was the uh, 48-hour famine. Yes. Yep. Yes. So suffer the way other children have to suffer without food for two days. Mm-hmm. You were allowed bar- barley sugar and water. Yeah. And I guess parents would feed their kids if they started dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but that was another one. Yeah. So in that case, 
yeah, going going without food, I guess, to experience what others uh, may experience yeah. without food. Again, great cause. Great cause. No doubt about that. A lot less effort for someone like you, though, Larko. I'd expect that was an easy one. To not eat? To not actually no. That's Actually, that would be very difficult for you. It would be very difficult, yeah. But not as strenuous uh, physically. No, correct. There was no jumping. No jumping, no running, no walking, yep. no reading. Yep. Yeah. So as far as all of those charities go that we've talked about so far, I would expect that the not eating one would have been the easiest for Absolutely. you. It was all good cause. Do you notice the pattern in all of these, though, Larko? I think Are well, you you're noticing sa- a pattern. Yeah, that there is usually quite a lot of effort uh, involved for these good causes. Exactly. And I question mm. why. Mm. Why is it that all of these charity-run events require us to, in some way, have to put in effort. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I guess some of the charities want you to consider and be empathetic towards the charity mm-hmm. and experience what others experience. Yep. There's a lot of sleep outs and stuff like that. That's right, yeah. Homeless and yep. obviously the 48-hour famine. Uh, and so that's part of it. Why else do you reckon it is, though, that they want us to have to exert energy in order to raise money? I don't know. I think it may be, yeah, trying to make it uh, difficult that your friends will go, well, there's no way you're going to be able to do that, you fat bastard. Um, I'm more than happy to put my money on that, uh, that you can't eat, not eat for 48 hours or jump rope. Or run twenty four kilometres. <laughs> There's no fucking way this dickhead's <laughs> going to be able to do this. Oh, no, correct. Here's a tenner. Here, here it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I I think uh, part of it is also that the people donating money want something of value yep. out of you. Yeah, like I'm not just handing over twenty bucks to MS. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. They want, want something, something for their for money. money. They want something for their money. I want to see you suffer. Yeah, selfish. Selfish. Unbelievable. Selfish. It's a good cause. It is a good cause, but selfish. I completely agree with you. So here's my idea, Matt. Come on. Given, given that theme. He's opening I his pre- sketchbook. I'm opening my sketchbook here. So, Larko, here, make this the 48-hour sit-on-your-couch-a-thon. <laughs> Oh, that's great. First of all, your drawing is amazing, Andrew. That's me, by the way, lying on a couch. It's absolutely uncanny. It's, this is art. I am entirely committed, obviously, in that drawing yeah. to the cause uh, with me lying on a couch, uh, snoozing with a beer in my hand, surrounded by empty beer bottles yep. and chip packets. <laughs> And a pee bucket because you can't leave the couch. Yeah. You can't – this is the deal. Like you need to be committed uh, to 48 hours of sitting on your couch. <laughs> and do you know what – the other thing I like about this one – I'm going to pump up my own tyres a bit here. Yeah. Is it's timely. Yep. We'll probably – actually, we're probably a few months late. But we could have run this. Oh, during the lockdown. Oh. Absolutely. Uh, Half the world was sitting on their couch. Yeah, we could have turned this thing into a money-making to benefit the less fortunate yeah. ourselves. I haven't actually come up with a charity yet. I need probably oh, need yeah. your help with that one. Yep. But, geez, coronavirus hit, people stuck inside. Yep. We could have run the 48-hour sit-on-your-couch-a-thon. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, are you allowed to watch telly while you're doing the 48-hour couch-a-thon? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. You can do whatever you want on the couch. You just can't leave the couch. Unless you want to take a shit. <laughs> I've got a pee bucket there. Yep. I don't think necessarily you need to get up to go and pee. I think that, you know, that's, yeah, going to the toilet for twosies is fair enough. But maybe, you know, a lot of these things you, you have some sort of app where you log in and literally you start, push the button, boom, and then it counts down how long you've been doing it for. And all you have to do is just go scheduled poo break. Ah, uh, yep. 
and it'll, the app will calculate all that for you. Andrew, I think you were onto an absolute winner here. May I vent for a moment? I have had the displeasure of knowing a lot of very athletic people that I once uh, associated with in a uh, professional friendly capacity who were all about the run and the run for whatever, the run for the kids, the run for this, that and the other. But those guys used to do it because of the challenge of running, to get fit mm. and to run and to do a good time and to maybe come first in their age and um, division or whatever it is. And it had nothing to do with the charity whatsoever. Ah, I feel like you've found a few holes in my idea here. No, no, not at all. I think need to plug them up. Well, (laughs) these people, but make out that they're doing this long race, for example, for the kids when it's not. It's all to serve their selfish, right, um, personal. Um, thing with regards to how fast or whatever it is that they're doing. I know the type. And, I mean, some of these guys would run for however, you know, two days or whatever it is, and their toenails would fall off because they've been running. So fuck that. (laughs) I think sit on your bum and earn money for the cause and give that money to that cause and keep all 10 of your toenails, winner, winner. We might find that those types of people, they don't want to participate in the 48-hour sit-on-your-couch-a-thon. No, but those people should because those people would find it so hard to sit on their couch. Oh, challenging for them. Very challenging. You and I, easy. Easy peasy. I did it yesterday. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So I, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, that would be good. You know, sometimes these people, it's all about the competitive spirit of being able to do this for it, and they're missing the point. The point has got to be about making money yep. for whatever the cause ends up being. I know those types of people. They're mm. the ones that uh, post f- event photos on Instagram yep. of their time that they ran. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about your time. No. I don't care. No. I care that you raise money yep. for charity. For the kids. So fuck off. So one of the problems I have is that I haven't actually chosen a charity. Well, that's a good point. You want uh, you want your event to align somehow with the charity? Is that a requirement? I don't know. Well, as in like the 48-hour the famine. Yeah. You yeah. don't eat to support people who are starving. Yeah. So there's the... There's the, the the gel, the meshing yeah. of those two together. And the, right. the jump rope for heart, obviously, skipping mm-hmm. is very good for you. Kind of reminds you, being active, yep. raising money, kind of a good thing. So what would you associate with sitting on the couch then? Um, maybe something to do with uh, amputees. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, like um, sit on the couch-a-thon. To remind a, you that... A double... Um, <laughs> Leg removal operation? A double amputee, I think it's Yeah, is that what it's called? Sorry. Um, Yeah, something like that. Prosthetics. Prosthetics. We could support production of prosthetics for people that can't afford it. Yeah. Do you think – well, here's a question. Like, people grow moustaches for Movember, Mm -hmm. which is to support – what's that for prostate cancer and um, mental health, men's mental health, is that right? I think it's mental health. Yeah. What's a moustache have to do with, you know, mental health? I have a friend that works at Movember. Yeah? I should ask her. Does she have a moustache? No. I don't think so. I haven't seen her for a while. Yeah. Pretty sure she doesn't. Um, Oh, you you know her too. Oh, really? I won't mention her name. You you know her. Um, What does it have to do with mental health? I don't know. I guess... Well, it's obviously men. Yep. The charity supports men and growing a moustache is a manly thing to do. Because I think a lot of people might be sitting there thinking this is an outrageous idea and it's, um, you know, because they're the type that like to do the running and the business. But, you know, growing a moustache is a lot easier than not eating for 48 hours or going for a 36-kilometre run. True. And yet it is one of the most popular charities that's going around at the moment for an exceptionally good cause. Mm. I'd much rather grow a moustache 
than uh, than run forty two kilometres. Uh, You're already halfway there. Yeah, that's it. Shave the beard off. Job done. Job done. So get yourself some sponsors. <laughs> I'm actually going to be participating in beard embry. <laughs> beard embry. Yeah. Maybe we could be the charity. Mm. We're a bit of a charity. Yes. You made me get rid of the studio. <laughs> We've already spent all of our budget. You know, Janet's not going to pay herself. She's not going to pay herself. Yes. You know, you, you there's. I'm just spitballing now, but, you know, you can get uh, clothing. People can buy clothing. And obviously all the, the, all the pros, yep, all merch, you know, special tracksuit pants. Special oh, really loose waisted tracky pants. Yeah, yeah. That you bang on to wear for said couchathon. I like it. And a really loose fitting t shirt with all the branding and the sponsors okay. and business. The nice comfy slippers. Comfy slippers, definitely. Brand those up. Brand the shit out of them. Yep. Um Yeah. Some kind of dressing gown. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great idea. Fantastic idea. Yeah, so a bit of bit of um, bit of cash through the merch, mm-hmm. and a bit of cash through the sponsorship. Definitely. What would you give me for um, sponsoring me for the forty-eight hours sit on your couchathon? Right. Well, How much let would me, you pay me. Let me frame that answer to you this way, Andrew. Right. So imagine your friends with Steve Monaghetti, like. Some people won't know won't know who Steve Monaghetti okay. is like. You might want to explain that one. Well, maybe I'll come up with a better example. Um, your friend. Because you're big on your sports, aren't you? So oh, yeah. you're going to be reeling off some sportsmen here. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to come up with some pearlers here that what all is- of our listeners will know about. You know, the bloke that ran in the yeah. thing the year of the, you know. Um, there's a mozzie in the studio. The, um, Thank you for calling it a studio too, by the way. That's okay. Um, well, he is a, a fairly well-known uh, marathon runner from Ballarat, which is our hometown. And uh, But anyway, we're talking 20 years ago or something like that when he was back in his day. But uh, if he came to us and said, guys, I've decided to do a marathon for charity, will you give me some money? I'll be saying, hang on. You do that for a living, mate. I'm not going to give you my hard-earned money. That's you know, you give it to people who are that. That's a challenge for them yeah. to do it. Yeah. Now, given that you and I are quite well versed at sitting on our bums on the couch for long, extended periods of time, um, I don't think necessarily we could. I would go a dollar fifty. A dollar fifty. Times are tough too. Times are tough. Absolutely. Dollar um, fifty. Dollar fifty. Dollar fifty an hour. Dollar fifty an hour. Times forty-eight equals. Not sure. <laughs> Not very good at maths either. <laughs> maths and sporting achievements are my two Achilles heels. Well, that's reasonable. Yeah, that'd be right. That's okay. I'd be okay with that. What about me? Um. Well, I think you're in, probably in the same boat as I am, aren't you? Really? Yeah, definitely. You're. You are a marathon runner. Yeah. When it comes to this event, definitely you are. At, you're at your prime. Mm-hmm. You're in peak condition. Yep, match fitness. You're well versed. Definitely. You. Um, I'm. I am absolutely confident that you have um, both the content and the supplies to get you through the 48 hours, yep. um, without a doubt. Certainly, you have the equipment and the environment. Lovely, comfortable couch. Lovely, comfy couch, beautiful yep. house. Access to a number of streaming services. Yep. And I'm sure that you would be uh, quite inventive too and probably wheel the fridge next to the couch. Genius. Things like that. Or an esky. Yep, an esky yeah, of some sort. Sure. And I think if I compare you to me, you're, you're a step above. Yeah, thanks, mate. I'll take that as a compliment. I'd only, I'd only give you a dollar an hour. A dollar, yeah. It's like a, a handicap. It's like odds. It's it. Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So if I can work that out mathematically in my head, forty-eight times forty-eight one times one is. Well, let's just call it fifty. <laughs> even fifty. <laughs> An even pip. And that's that's reasonable. Fifty bucks to sit on my couch for for two days. For two days. Right. I'd give you fifty dollars for me to be able to sit in the couch <laughs> for two days Actually, yeah. and not do anything. And drink beer. If you could guarantee that the kids wouldn't interrupt me, yep. I'm paying you, baby. Oh, for sure. It's like, yep, 
here's here's a hundred dollars if you will if everyone will leave me alone for two days on the couch. Absolutely, I will pay. Oh, I think this is a definitely a, definitely a winner winner. Okay, so I am again. I'm finding it very hard uh, to not want to do this. Yep. So the 48-hour sit-on-the-couch-a-thon for potentially all proceeds will go to amputees. <laughs> um, I think that, that's where we got to. Or yeah. us. Or us. Maybe we just we decide afterwards, Yeah. depending on how much money gets raised. Yeah, so I, I think that this could work with a few conditions. Um, that you would get an enormous amount of peace from the people that you share your domicile with. So you're on the couch by yourself with your chosen snack food and beverage and pea bucket watching what do you want for 48 hours. It'll be tough, but uh, I think we can do it. Give me, uh, give me your final thoughts and, and uh, rating. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, I think for far too long, people have uh, been forced to be massively athletic to uh, to be able to do these uh, things for good causes. And people don't necessarily feel that they have to do that. And if they just want to do something for a good cause, they should be able to. They should be able to just dive into the skyrocket, get some people behind them and say, I am going to do this for this cause and it's going to be great. But I think it's a cracking wow. idea. Wow. It is an explosive idea, Andrew. Who would have thought episode one, Larko? Two explosions. We- Amazing. I love the fact that there was um, two very different concepts for the first episode too. Like mm. yours is a charitable, uh, you know, repropositioning of business and mine is a dollop of shit to go on your steak. Which is desperately missing. Did our predictions come true for episode one? Yes. Yes, your, I do. Your idea <laughs> was creative. Yep. Entirely focused on you, though. 100%. Yep. But might benefit other people. Yeah. My idea was practical and thought through. Yep. Benefited other people. Yeah, that's right. Not just me. I tell you what, you could combine both. And you could do the 48 hours sit on the couchathon wearing the condiment belt so that you could apply said condiments. Like you could have a little condiment thing full of salsa to go with your chips. So the condiment belt's in the merch store. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a, a special 48 hours sit on the, your couchathon belt, condiment belt to go with. Perfect. It's almost like we planned this and Dip, we didn't. Dips. To go with your chips. Chips. <laughs> Amazing. I am amazed. Me too. That is brilliant. So we need to get these pictures up on the socials. So we'll take some photos and we'll whack them up on the website and the gram and uh, let's see what our listeners think about these, Larko. I'm excited. You know, it'd be good to get some good feedback and input from others and flesh these ideas out. Absolutely. And it'd also be great to see other people's ideas. Mm. We didn't actually think of that, did we? No, that's a good idea. Other people might like to sketch their ideas and uh, I guess hashtag here make this. Yep. Is that how it works? Idea. You're in charge of this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Aren't you supposed that's to understand my, how this yeah, works? Yeah, that's right. Hashtag, uh, here What's make a hashtag? this. Well, it's like a hash brown, <laughs> but it's uh, longer. And how do they work? You put them in the deep fryer, I imagine. <laughs> They're delicious. No, no, all seriousness, we'll we'll confirm all that and, and have it of um, there. But, yeah, we'd love to hear from our listeners to see what uh, ideas they have or enhancements that they have. To our ideas. All seven of them. Yes. Yep. At this stage. At this stage. Listeners, you mean? All seven listeners? Yeah. Mum, dad. Oh, is your mum and dad going to listen to this? <laughs> no. Oh, so five. Yeah. We've got a bit of work to do. Including ourselves, I'm assuming. We'll listen back. Three. <laughs> I'm not listening back to this shit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've got to edit it now because you've got rid of the editing suite. That counts. That counts. <laughs> Listening to it in the editing suite. Counts. Counts. Every time you listen back to it. So we're at four. <laughs> you, me, and maybe two other people. Which is you twice. <laughs> <for you. laughs> 
So one other dickhead is going to listen <laughs> yeah, to this. Definitely. Oh. So we'll end up with one follower on Instagram. Is that how it works? You have a follower? Yeah. And someone else on Twitter yep. tweeting how great this is to all of their three followers. Yep. This thing's going to blow up, mate. Mate, it's easy. It's going to blow up. Sound effect. You've been listening to Here Make This. Don't forget you can find all our sketches and follow us on social media at Here Make This on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Also check our website to subscribe to the podcast, join the Ideas crew and see all the latest episodes and sketches at hearmakethis.com. We always appreciate listener comments, sketches and ideas that you guys have, so don't forget to hashtag Here Make This to keep us in the loop. Thank you, dear listeners, as always, for tuning in. I'm Matt Larkin. And I'm Andrew Jackman. And until the next episode, see you later. You've been listening to Here Make This. All ideas presented here are copyright Here Make This.